Welcome back to the Legal Rebel podcast. I'm glad you decided to join me again. In this episode, we're going to be talking about how to do a quick evaluation of your current communication methods and conduct a SWOT analysis to find some opportunities for you to grow. I'll be demonstrating these practices using the Legal Rebel podcast and the Legal Rebel blog. Then in our q and I'll be tackling questions related to creating realistic communication goals, whether or not you need to be on social media, and how you can get more traffic on your blog. My name is Tay. I am both your producer and host for today's episode and the founder of The Legal Rebel. The Legal Rebel is a do-it-yourself resource for lawyers who need to get a handle on their marketing, but don't necessarily have the funds to hire someone to do that. We provide blog posts, we provide a podcast that's brand new, and soon enough we're going to be providing individual reasonably priced courses, some of them might even be free, hint, hint, that you will be able to use to develop your firm's brand, your personal brand, and your overall marketing and communication strategies. So growth and communication go hand in hand. If you want to grow your legal practice, you need to communicate more, whether it's through business development, marketing, public relations, or otherwise. But before you can grow, it's important you take an honest look at what you're currently doing to evaluate whether or not it's actually working, and then pinpoint some areas you can improve upon. Taking steps to improve your communication tactics doesn't necessarily mean you're doing anything wrong. It simply means that you're aiming to do better. Some notions of growth that we could probably all benefit from include more consistent communication with clients, more consistent effort to reach out to potential clients, higher quality blogs, better SEO, and so forth. You get the point. Even if we're doing an amazing job, there's always an opportunity for growth. Communication audits can be as simple or as complex as you want them to be, but considering you're a lawyer and not a communication expert with limited time to throw in this direction, we're going to aim for simpler today. So we have a five or four step process, depending on how you look at it, plus this one analysis at the end. So step one is going to be to determine your scope. Instead of auditing all of the communication tactics for your entire legal practice, let's zero in on something specific. Maybe you have a blog that you'd like to get, see get more readers, a website you'd like to get more action to, or a LinkedIn page you'd like to see more active. So choose one specific item for the scope of your evaluation for today anyways. And you can repeat this for as many tactics as you want, but evaluating one at a time will help you uh, understand it better. And it will also help you do it in a much quicker manner. Of course, you can evaluate everything, but when it comes to evaluating everything, you're going to want to look at a, a bit of more encompassing look. This is a very quick and easy guide to doing this. So step number two is going to be to gather your materials. Once you've chosen the target of your evaluation, it's time to gather the materials from it that you use to communicate. If you're evaluating all of the in-person client events that you've had at the firm over the past year, you'll want to gather up all of your invites, your emails, and most importantly, client feedback materials. If you're looking at a, a legal blog, you'll want to take a close look at your stats page. If you posted 100 posts, by no means do you have to review each and every one of them, but take into account your five most popular posts and your five least popular posts and make some notes for yourself on the similarities and differences between those posts. Step number three is going to be to ask for feedback. So once you have your materials, it's time to reach out for feedback. Feedback can be obtained by internal or external parties, clients, potential clients, or people you trust to give honest feedback. I will say that feedback from clients and potential clients is always the most fruitful, or in most cases, I suppose. But in many cases, it's it might be hard for you to obtain, and that's completely understandable. So when asking for feedback, um, 
whether it's from a client or potential client, an external party, an internal party, or just someone you trust. And if you can't get the client feedback, just ask someone you trust, maybe someone in your field or someone um, who might use your services, but perhaps doesn't, uh, just a friend who maybe owns a business and maybe they have a lawyer, but you just like their their input. So reach out to them. And when you're trying to get your feedback, you're going to look at the following topics. You're going to want to know what people like about your communications tactics. So if you're looking at a blog, ask people what they like best about your blog. Is it the photos? Is it the text? Is it the easy to read and easy to understand uh, style of writing? So what is it that they're enjoying the most? So the second thing you're going to look at is where does the person who's evaluating think you could improve the most for your communication tactic? So if you're at, if, for example, if we're doing a blog again, where do they see gaps or areas of improvement to the blog? Maybe you don't have any photos and they'd like to see some photos. Or maybe your blog is very technical and they're not able to understand it and they'd like to see more plain language. So find out where exactly they think you could improve. And then the last thing you're going to want to look at is what would they like to see from the communication tactics? So it's not necessarily an area of improvement. Um, I guess it could be an area of gap, but basically if we're taking the blog, if we're taking the blog example, we're asking them what kind of content we'd like to, they'd like to see on the blog. So maybe you talk about, um, really great, great, So maybe you talk about really great cases and you have really great analysis, but you don't have any like how to guides, like how to hire a lawyer or, or, um, I mean, these are pretty basic and you're (laughs) probably going to want to do a little bit more in depth stuff, but you know, how to, uh, what questions to ask. That's a great one actually is questions to ask when hiring a family attorney. What are some, what are the top 10 things you should be thinking about that kind of information? So maybe they're looking for a little bit more variety like I said, maybe they're looking for pictures. So just ask them what you'd like to, uh, what they would like to see from your blog or your communication tactic if you're evaluating something else. Uh, the fourth step is defining your goals. So after you've gotten feedback, or in some cases, as you're getting feedback, as you're going to see with the example below, during the time that you're getting feedback, Uh, it's time for you to personally evaluate and set a few small goals. Note that I specifically said small goals. If you're hoping to improve your newsletter readership from 100 to 1,000, it will likely take you much longer than you want to wait to achieve those results. So a smaller goal, like saying you'd like to grow your list by 10% each month, is much more achievable and you'll have more frequent successes to keep you going. So big goals are great and all and they are fantastic and I love stretch goals, but small goals are more achievable and those small achievements will motivate you to challenge yourself more frequently and with larger numbers. So start small and grow big. Let's do these four auditing steps together for the Legal Rebel podcast as a demonstration. Now, the Legal Rebel podcast is only in its second week running. We're only on episode number two. So if I'm being honest, I don't exactly expect huge things from it right now. But because it's in its infancy, I also know we can do a lot to improve it. So I'm going to start my auditing by gathering my necessary materials. I'm going to look at how many listeners we had in its first week. Looks like we had about 10 listeners. Not terribly surprising for a brand new podcast, but not amazing either. I'm also going to look at the promotional materials I use. So I promoted the Legal Rebel podcast once on Twitter, once on Instagram, and once on Facebook. I also can tell you that I didn't send the podcast information to my mailing list last week. 
So now that I have my materials gathered and I know what I did to promote the podcast and I can see where we're going, um, where we're sitting at as far as numbers go, I'm going to ask for some feedback. Now, the podcaster in me knows that asking for feedback this early in a podcast is highly unlikely to be fruitful. But for the purposes of this demonstration, this coming week, I will ask a fellow podcaster of mine to give me some feedback on the podcast along with my marketing tactics. So I'm going to get them to look at it specifically, not necessarily from a content base, but specifically from a promotional base, from a, from a, uh, from a base of gathering more listeners. I'm going to ask them to evaluate my tactics and I'm going to ask them to evaluate my outreach. I guess those are kind of the same thing now that I'm saying it out loud. Uh, while I wait for her feedback, I'm going to set some small goals for myself. I already see some gaps in my promotional tactics for the podcast. Over the last week, like I said, I only promoted it once on each of my social media channels and not my mailing list at all. So this week, I'm going to set some goals to include the podcast in this week's email to my list. I'm going to promote the podcast on all of my social media channels three times, and I'm going to make a separate blog post for each episode on the Legal Rebel website. I'm going to do all of this with the goal of doubling my listenership within the next week. So I want to move from 10 to 20 listeners. Now, I will admit that my example is a little underwhelming compared to the types of tactics you might be evaluating for yourself, but conducting a short and sweet communication audit can be an easy way for you to evaluate what you're doing and brainstorm ways to improve. And like I said, with my new promotional plan for the podcast this week, you don't have to wait until you receive your feedback to get started on getting better. So step number five is going to be to conduct a SWOT analysis. Now, this final step to evaluating communication can be considered either a fifth step in the process as an evaluation or a completely different process altogether, depending on how you want to look at it. For this step, we are conducting, like I said, a very small SWOT analysis. A SWOT analysis is something we use to identify the strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats associated with a communication plan, strategy, or tactic. SWOT analyses use both internal and external data to compare and contrast how you're doing to how you could be doing. Earlier this year, we published a post in The Legal Rebel on the basics of conducting a marketing-based SWOT analysis. I will make sure to throw it in the show notes for you to review. A SWOT analysis takes you through an evaluation of the strengths, weaknesses, and opportunities and threats of your firm's marketing techniques. Strengths are simply another term for an advantage. What about your communication tactic is good? What makes you stand out? And why are you better than other people at this specific communication tactic? Weaknesses are the opposite of strengths. When you're looking at weaknesses, you're looking at what you're not doing so good, what areas could you do better, and what areas are other people doing better than you. Now, typically, we take both strengths and weaknesses as internal measurements, so they do focus on you and your organization's current capabilities. When it comes to strengths and weaknesses, though, you can do a small comparison, and it wouldn't go overboard, but do a tiny comparison on you and other organizations if you have the ability to do so. On the other hand, from the external point of view, we're going to look at opportunities. Opportunities are just that. They're opportunities that you have externally within the market. They can include things like what potential clients have you not found yet? What promising markets have you may not be covered? What did you not think about for your communication act that you might be able to do? So maybe you have an opportunity with your local bar association to post a blog once a month and that blog post could be directed back to your personal or your firm's blog. So 
what are you not seeing and where might you have some opportunity to grow? And then our final thing that we're going to look at from an external point of view is going to be the threats. And the threats are external components that could potentially or are currently damaging that communication tactic. So in this case, it's a little bit harder because we're evaluating tactics. Typically, when we look at threats, we're going to look at you and your competitors. You can do this from that same point of view. You can look at um, what some of the threats are to your communication tactic. And I'm going to give you an example of this when it comes to the Legal Rebel blog. So just like what we did with the Legal Rebel podcast, we're going to use the Legal Rebel blog as our SWOT analysis example. So from an internal point of view, I'm going to say that the strength of the Legal Rebel blog is that we post great, easy to understand content that's actionable. However, our weakness is probably that we don't post the content as consistently as we should. We could do a better job by defining specific publishing dates. From an external point of view, I think the Legal Rebel has an opportunity to grow from the do-it-yourself perspective because while there are many legal marketing firms and many legal marketing resources out there, most of them are focused on providing services and not in a self-serving manner. And a lot of those services are fairly expensive. And um, some of this is actually from the original SWOT analysis I did for the Legal Rebel, just in case you're wondering. So we have taken all this into account. From the external point of view, a threat would actually be in the same level as the opportunity that we just talked about. The threat would be that there are a lot of other firms doing it out there and they're doing it quite well. So it will be a challenge for us to cut through um, and really shine on that perspective. So conducting a SWOT analysis can be quick, easy, and provide you with a ton of ideas if you take a moment to sit down and actually think about it. For this week, I'm going to challenge you to take one of the communication tactics that you identified last week and conduct a small audit on it. It can be something as small as how often do you communicate with your clients or something more encompassing like evaluating your website or your blog. Once you've evaluated your communication tactic, Take a few minutes to conduct a SWOT analysis on it to see if you can identify some opportunities for it. Now, before we go, I have a few question answers to do. So the first question I received are, what are some realistic marketing goals I can set for 2019? So realistic marketing goals vary from person to person and firm to firm. So setting realistic goals for you and your firm depends on a number of factors. Some of those factors might include how much time are you able to dedicate to marketing? How well are your current communication tactics working? What is your marketing budget? And what is it that you need your marketing to achieve for you? Once you have these parameters set and some of these, I need this ideals in mind, planning realistic goals is much more achievable. Let's say for an example, you are an associate attorney working from a small firm with five other lawyers. Your law firm has an overall marketing plan and goals, but you would like to set some of your own for the coming year. You decide the following factors. You have two hours a week that you can dedicate to marketing. You need your communication tactics to raise your personal profile so you can approach and obtain higher clients. You are currently doing nothing to achieve this and you have $0 for budget, but you do have access to some of the firm's assets and platforms. Achievable communication goals for you in this case could include writing and posting two blog posts a month for the law firm blog, writing one weekly blog post on your personal LinkedIn, offering to present a free talk on your relevant legal practice topic to a local chamber of commerce, holding a monthly webinar through your law firm for emerging entrepreneurs on a topic of your expertise, 
or more perfectly your communication goals that include a combination of those. Whatever your resources, motivation, and capabilities are, rest assured that there are definitely achievable communication goals you can meet. So today's second question is how can I get more readers to my blog? Getting more readers to a blog is a challenge that everyone has nowadays. There are only so many audience members, but there's a whole host of places where they can get their information from. While nothing is a surefire way to get more readers, there are a few things you can consider doing. The first is to create better content. Easy to understand content written in plain language is the best. Make sure it's not too long or too short. Actually, short is fine. It's We really say shorter the better, but make sure it's not too long and it's not filled with too many legal terms that the average person won't understand or the average reader, depending on who your reader is, won't understand. Keep in mind that even if your clients are lawyers, say they're internal lawyers, that they work in-house for a bank, uh, keep in mind that they might not use the same acronyms and uh, legalese, I guess, for lack of a better word, as you might in in a firm where you're consistently practicing that. So they are coming to you for your expertise. So make sure that you write it in as plain language as possible. The second would be to add photos or graphics to your posts. Photos and graphics help uh, blog posts get shared, liked, commented on, etc, etc, especially when it comes to social media. So add some photos or graphics to your posts. Post more frequently. More frequent posts means more opportunity to have someone read something. Post more consistently. And I would actually argue consistency over frequency if I'm being totally honest with you. So if you post once a month and you're going to move it to two times a month, but there's no consistency to it, I would recommend posting one time a month and keep it on the same day every month. So maybe you post on the second Tuesday or maybe you post on uh, the third Wednesday, whatever it is, keep it consistent and if you are able to post more frequently as well. Then I would say put some work into search engine optimization. This is not my favorite answer, but it will help you get found on sites like Google. I don't love search engine optimization because a lot of times companies that do it, do it to a point where they dwindle the actual content um, that you have. So the meaning behind the content and it ends up being a piece about search terms essentially. So do put some work into search engine optimization, but be careful about it and be mindful uh, where it exists and make sure it makes sense. Then the final thing I would suggest is to promote your content on social media channels. So wherever you have that opportunity, I would definitely promote the content. Speaking of social media, my last question today is, do I need social media for my law firm? Unsurprisingly, social media is a huge factor in how we communicate today. And not only is it important for personal connections, but it can help our businesses grow too. Chances are your clients are not opening the yellow pages to look for a lawyer these days. So you are going to need to find some more innovative ways to do them. And while your use of social media platforms should be based on your audience and where the best place to meet them is, chances are at least some of it occurs on social media. So I would say, yes, your firm really should be, unless you have a really good reason not to be, your firm really should be on social media. That said, if you're hesitant to put a lot of social, if you're hesitant to put a lot of effort into, 
That said, if you're hesitant to put a lot of effort into social media for a limited return or a return you're just not sure about, try focusing on one platform at a time. So maybe choose something like LinkedIn to start, get a company page, post some stuff on there, connect with some people, and then maybe grow from out there. You, You don't need to be on every social channel. You absolutely do not. But you definitely do need to be operating in the digital world. Thank you for joining us on our second episode of the Legal Rebel podcast. If you would like to be added to our newsletter list, please visit www.legalrebel.co, that's C-O, not C-O-M, or send me an email at talktome at legalrebel.co. Both pieces of information are available in the show notes for this episode. You can also find The Legal Rebel on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching The Legal Rebel. The Legal Rebel is a do-it-yourself resource for lawyers who need to get a handle on their marketing. If there's something you're struggling with in your firm marketing, please feel free to contact us and we will try to find you the best solution for your firm. There are a lot of great lawyers out there, but none of them are you. Thank you for joining me today. (music) 